and welcome to What Happens in This House Stays in This House, Strength Over Silence podcast. Hi, my name is Tammy Montgomery Dozier, and I am your host. I am very excited that you can join me with my very first podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. And what this podcast is about is about the mental health of us in the African American community. Now, it just doesn't have to do with us, but I thought that name fits us because that is something that we love to say. You know, when you're growing up, they say, listen, when you go out and hang out with your family, what happens in this house stays in this house. And we grew up with that mentality that whatever is going on, that it should not go outside those four walls because it would be an embarrassment to our family. But I want to open up the dialogue. I want us to get together and talk and maybe we can do some healing. So again, I want to thank you for listening to me. Let me give you a little bit about myself. Well, again, my name is Tammy. I am an only child. I grew up with a lot of cousins, uh, family members. I had a pretty good childhood up until the time when I was about 12, 13 years old and my parents decided that they wanted to divorce. And that's when things changed for me. At that time, I felt so alone and by myself because my parents were going through their own thing. And it's no fault to their own. As adults, sometimes you just forget that, hey, the kids, they're resilient. They're going to be okay. So I was going through my own problems, my own issues. And then this man came to me and because he knew that and he groomed me. And at the age of 12 years old, I was molested by this man and he was a family friend and no one was the wiser in my family because I held it so well. I was pretty quiet. I didn't really talk a lot. And so that began my journey of being quiet and being in shame. It lasted for well over a couple of years until he was out of my life. It just happened so drastically. And I never, ever told my parents about that. And then moving forward, when I was in my 20s, I was raped after I had gone out on a date. You know, I felt so uncomfortable going, and there was something in my mind saying, Tammy, you know what, this isn't right, and I went anyway. It was an experience. I don't remember at all exactly what happened. But that, again, in my life caused some damage. Because after the first molestation, I went through some things. Growing up, I had pretty much not loved myself enough. I had bad relationships throughout my life. I gained weight. When I was at age of about 27, I found myself at uh, 274 pounds. I had not dealt with anything. And also at the age of 27, I had anger issues. And I had gone to the doctor and they told me that at that time, it was called manic depressants, what they call bipolar disorder right now. I wasn't, you know, I was given medication, but I didn't take it because I didn't feel that I was that bad off. Because when you're going through something, you really don't think it's you. You think it's everyone else around you. Uh, when I did get into my 20s, uh, when, at that age, around 27, something happened. My friends had came back from a spiritual retreat and they looked so refreshed and they looked so enlightened. And I went, I was like, you know what? There's nothing possible that they could tell me that I'm going to be okay with me. And one of my friend's mothers, we went down there I'm like, listen, they can't tell me anything. And I'm fine. And, and in reality, I really did think that I was okay. And so when I went to the retreat, they opened up some things in me that I didn't know was there. And they helped me with some hurt. It all wasn't fixed, 
But after I went, I thought I was okay that I had dealt with some things. I'm like, okay, well, hey, I am fine. And you know what? Now my life can go on. You know, I got into my 30s, still in bad relationships, still didn't think anything was wrong with me. And then finally, I met my husband. Uh, we dated. And the one thing I could say, when me and my husband started dating, we were both broken at that time. So our brokenness matched each other. And we were able to deal with each other. And he was my support system and I was his support system. And I would say that was probably one of the best things for me. But yet again, I still was not fixed. I had gotten some things. I had learned some things about myself, but I still was not fixed. And then going forward some more years, I had a coworker. And, look, and one more thing, I always wanted to be a background singer. So I thought that one day I'm going to meet Kirk Franklin and my life is going to change. And I'm going to sing background for him. And life is going to be great forevermore. So Kirk, if you're listening to this, I still want to do a doo-wop or do something for you, a shoo-doop in the background. So one of my friends, her name is Jackie Grover. She had uh, done a play. And I was like, you know what? In order for me to start singing for Kirk Franklin background, I need to get some experience. So I asked her, so whenever you guys have an opening for a background singer, just let me know. And I went, auditioned, and I started singing background for a play. My very first play, and it was about the Scrooge, about Mr. Scrooge. And I remember the man when I first started going and I was like, it is really something wrong with this man. He would say whatever on his mind. And these people, they, they would just take it. I'm like, oh, my God. He scared me to death. And he'd be like, girl, get out of that corner. And I would be scared to death. Not knowing that at that point in my life, that's when things were going to change. And that's when the healing was going to begin. So his name is Dr. Michael V. Wilkins. At that time, the name was Created by Christ Productions. And we are now SPA, the Speakers, Publishers, and Authors Association. And he is the CEO and the owner of that. So I joined that organization, still shy in a corner, didn't want to speak up for myself. Then he gave me my first play. I got on stage. I had like six lines. I was scared to death, never been so scared in my life. And that started opening me up more. Maybe about a year later, I went on to audition to play Tammy Terrell, and I got to audition to do Natalie Cole. So then my friend Jackie, she also told me, she said, well, you know what? They also have another side besides the theater that you might be interested in to become a public speaker. I had done Toastmasters, so I still was scared to death. My first speech with Toastmasters was horrible. When I say, oh, my God, I got up to that podium shaking. And then my mentor said, listen, we got to get up there shaking and squealing or whatever you do what you need to do. That kind of started my way, but I still wasn't there yet. But it wasn't until I joined SPA and then Dr. Wilkins, he saw something in me. He saw, you know what? Hey, you know what? I think that you can get up here and become a vice president. I'm like, what? So he started putting me in the meetings and I started listening in. Never wanted to be in leadership all my life because, listen, I'm a background singer. I grew up shy. I was so small and skinny. People call me olive oil. So sometimes people tell you who you are and you go by what they tell you who you are and you just live your life that way. So I had no idea that I could be in the forefront. So he told me, he said, well, in order for you to be in leadership here, then you have to write a book. A book? Listen, I don't want to do this. All I want to do is be a background singer because that is what the creator created me for. So my first book I did was called From Fads to Freedoms, False Allegiance to Destructive Stuff. 
And it talked a little bit about my journey and I have some helpful tips and I have some things in there that you can do some projects, you know, to find out what type of personality type do you have and some things about how to meditate, how to make yourself better. But again, I still was not fully whole. I still was not aware that there was, I knew some things was wrong with me, but I did not know that it was to that magnitude. Then going forward, some more years, one of the young ladies in the spa, she had done a play and then he made it mandatory that everybody that was in the core group had to do a production. So my first production, which I directed, was called If It Don't Fit. And it was about old school and new school families. And it talked about how to bridge the gap. And then basically there's nothing new under the sun. But we need to bridge the gap between each other, the younger and the old, because there's some miscommunications there. It's not a us and them, it's a we. And I just wanted to get that out there, that we're here for you. We may do things differently, but you all still matter. So after I did that production, hey, everything started going great. I started going around doing speaking engagements, different places, ended up being a keynote speaker uh, at an organization. So things started moving on. So again, I thought I was whole, but yet I was not. Moving forward, year 2018, I had fallen into such a deep depression. I had always been depressed. But this was about the worst in my life. I was afraid to live and too scared to die. It it had became so much. When I would go to the doctor, the doctor would say, you know what? I'm going to call you tomorrow. And then you have the nurse and I'm going to call you and you need to take care of this. Because I had not dealt with anything in my entire life. I thought I had. I had, you know how you have a rug and you just sweep things under the rug and you think, okay, it's fine. I feel good today. It's fine. But after a while, that pile of whatever it is that you're sweeping under that rug, it just becomes way too much and you can't help but to see it. So I had a major breakdown and my saving grace, I'm going to say, was Dr. Wilkins. And he sat there and he was patient with me and he talked me through it. How I'm talking to you today, I could not get a word in edgewise out. I talked about my molestation. I talked about being raped, things I had never disclosed to another human being in this lifetime. And it was the best thing for me because I always lived in shame. I always lived in guilt. I would say when I was in church and people were worshiping, I I would be feeling guilty versus wanting to be praising God because I would be so ashamed before God because of the things that had happened to me. So I blamed myself. It took me forever to realize that, Tammy, it was not your fault. And after that, after we began to talk, then he came up with this concept of me doing what happens in this house benefit. And I had different people to come out and speak. I had the Department of Human Services. I had NAMI, a National Alliance of Mental Health. I also had Cook County Mental Health Professional there. And they came out and they spoke about what's going on in our community. And it opened me up. But the one thing At that time, when we came up with an idea, I still had not told my parents. And we are well into 2019. I had spoke to someone at the Chicago Tribune, and they were doing an article on me. Because at that time, I still cannot tell my parents. Because I didn't want my parents to feel bad. I didn't want my dad to go to jail for hurting anybody. And I didn't want to think my mother to think that she was not a good parent. And in my mind, I had all these ideas of what they were going to say And it was nothing like what I thought. My parents were so supportive. They were so loving. 
my dad, you know, he was angry, but he was so loving. My mom, she was so loving and everyone around me embraced me as I began to tell my story and reaching out to people. So it was nothing what I thought. And also during this time, right before I did what happened in this house stays in this house a benefit, I had also written a book called Addicted to Pain. The pain stops when the silence ends. And I had to make sure that I told my parents about that as well because they didn't know what all I had detailed in my book. I talked about, you know, the incidents um, that I made you all aware of, the molestations, the rape, the things I had to go through with uh, depression and all of those things. So my parents really didn't know any of the, those things. The people around me didn't know. So I had to tell some people some things so they wouldn't be surprised because the shame had taken over my life. So that is another thing. Oftentimes, we don't want to share our pains and our feelings. But believe me, people will understand. And then as I began to tell my story, then other people started telling me about their stories. So it's one of those things that when your light starts shining, then it gives permission for everybody else around you to start shining as well. And that is what this podcast is about. It's about us getting together, finding help, and we're working together to heal because that is what we need. You know, I just uh, listened to this Erica Badu and um, Jill Scott. They had this versus competition or battle, whatever you want to call it. But what it was, it was not a battle. It was just a festival of love. And I hope that I can bring that to you because after that, I, all I felt is love. And that's all I want to give out is love. And I want to know that I am here and we are going to do some things. We are going to talk to some people. We are going to have experts on this show. And I just want you to know that I am here and please reach out to me. Again, my name is Tammy Montgomery Dozier. You can go on my website at connectedbyloveconsultant.net if you need to reach out to me. My phone number is 773-251-5537. I just want to thank you all for listening to me. And I want you all to be well and be safe. And we're going to get rid of the myth. What happens in this house stays in this house. Mm -hmm.